Uh, Ronnie, man, welcome to King Legend Talks. It's a pleasure to have you here today. I'm looking forward to this interview right now. Uh, man, I've just been looking at your work. I see you be doing your thing, man, and then you just keep it humble at the same time. So I got a lot of respect for that whenever I see that, man. So keep that up for sure. Appreciate it, bro. For sure. Absolutely. So um, I know you born and raised in Dayton, Ohio. Is that correct? Yep. Dayton, Ohio. Okay. Okay. So coming from Dayton, Ohio, we got the one and only Craig Wallace, a.k.a. Christ Jr. in the building. Let me get it right. You know what I'm saying? So for the people that don't know, this man right here has been on his name when it comes to the music um, and also being a a huge impact on the youth. Um, I've even heard you've done things like speaking to prison systems and everything, man. So I'm really looking forward to this conversation we're about to have right now to discuss your journey, man. So we want to know a little bit more about you. So if you don't mind, go ahead and take us to the roots really quick, man. Let us know how things started and how things are going. Man, man. Thank you for having me, first of all, bro. Um, all glory to God, man. I just want to give honor back to God for this interview, for the time that we have right now amongst each other. Um, we just we just thank that he's in the mid. Go get it. I'm sorry, man. I got kids. You know, I'm, that's what I'm going to get this in too. I'm a full-time parent. Um, I got a son. I got a daughter. got a wife. Um, just bought our first home. Um. And what got me in the ministry was, man, I had grandparents that are prophetic. They were pastors. They knew a lot of stuff before a lot of stuff happened. God really used them. They really, he really spoke through their lives. Um, they spoke over my life when I was first out the womb. And ever since then, God always been with me. I'd rather if I knew it or not. And um, with that being said, man, um, my, my grandmother, she passed away due to cancer. And my grandfather passed away due to um, dialysis, diabetes. And but they left the mark here, which was me, man. And, and my grandmother had told told their church one day when she preached. I was young, didn't hear the sermon. I was just probably in a Sunday school somewhere running around. And she had said, I got 18 grandkids and only one's on rides in recent nations. And um, out of all her grandkids, I'm the only one doing ministry. So and I never knew about wow. this until two years ago. So you just run and get it. Yep. So, so- with all the grandkids, you the one that ends up doing ministry. Did you feel like you had a call in your life since the beginning? Like you knew that's what you was gonna do? Um, well, to be honest, I was an athlete, bro. I played football, basketball. I had full ride scholarships to Michigan, Michigan State, Ohio State, on Alabama, all D one schools. I was I threw seventy five hundred passing yards in two years, and I would rush twenty five hundred plus yards in two years. So I was a quarterback, and I was supposed to go pro to be honest with you and my act was low i didn't get a chance to play ball um made it to a lot of big camps or whatnot and um but god what happened was man he took it's like what he did with peter he took his fishing and made him a fisher of men right he took me he took my athleticism and he took my energy and he took my my knowledge of knowing the game and apply it to his to his way of doing things and i didn't know anything about that until i was in college and um, my my uncle was doing gospel rap, and I was capping in with him, checking in. He was like, "Bro, listen to this rap, nephew. Listen, this this is this called gospel rap." I'm like, "Okay, yeah, this dope, dope, dope. One of his homeboys was like, "Yo, check this out. What you think about this song? Is it fire?" I'm like, "Nah, it ain't." You know what I'm saying? I, I you know, I 
I'm still in the world. Like, I'm like, nah, that song trash, bro. Like it ain't, it ain't moving me. It ain't doing nothing. But then he told me, he said, ain't nothing that I do, ain't nothing that we do for God is never trash, right? So I'm like, right. cool. I was like, all right, you got that, bro. So one day I went back to the dorm and I took one of my hood songs because I turned into a hood artist. I started doing rapping for the world and started talking about trapping and all that stuff. And I took one of the songs that I had and I had reversed every word in there to like. Mm-hmm. So I had turned it into a gospel song and everything. Then I'm like, yo, this it. Like, I want to be a gospel rapper. Like, and I don't know what made me do it. I was, just I was about to say, door. that's a heck of a transition. Like, how you yeah, just go to this? Yeah, I was just sitting in the door and I was like, you know, I want to, I'm about to flip this. Like, I was just sitting on my bed, I had the studio in there. And I'm like, man, I'm about to try to redo this because I was around it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, so you uh, were in church? Huh? So you were in church at the time? I was in and out. You know, I was in college, so I barely had time to go to church. I was okay. on football camp, practicing with the team, even though I couldn't play, just doing all that, being an athlete. Yeah. Um, and another testimony, bro, that really, really turned me to Christ, too, man, was we had a college party, and a guy – that played on the football team had got murdered at the party. But wow. before he had got murdered, I was able to talk to him. And I talked to the guy that did this, the scene. And I didn't know none of this was going to happen. And dude was from out of state or whatnot. And I told him, like, bro, this is my city. I'm from here. Like, be careful. I thought this, I thought our little college party was going to be on dorms somewhere. Now, this was actually at a club in my city. I'm like, I didn't even want to be, I didn't feel safe in this mud. Like, you know, I'm like, dog, like, this ain't it. Yeah. Yeah, uh, So I told him he was on the the bar stool, like, bro, I got shots. I got shots for the females. I got shots. So I was like, man, let me me go holler at, bro. I said, man, listen, bro, we safe. This is like, I'm from here and and you look like you're flexing right now. From where I'm from, they don't like all that flexing. They, they, they hate us, right? So he said, it's all right, bro. I'm headed, I'm about to get ready to head home. So I'm thinking, all right, cool. He about to balance whatnot. I walk back past the door. I see the dude, and I'm like, he a, he a rap, you know what I'm saying, from the city. And I'm like, what's up, bro? He's like, man, bro, he's, he's like, eyes roll. He's like, bro, I ain't seen you in a minute, bro. You good? I'm like, I'm straight. Like, he was on something. Yeah. So me and my own boy walked, because the club had two two levels. and had an upstairs and a downstairs. So me and my homeboy tried to go downstairs. The bouncer at the door, like, bro, you can't come down here unless you got $20. We need you to get a glow stick. We like $20 for a glow stick. Wow. Right? So we like, all right, cool. We we seen some females. We know we got their glow sticks. Came back. Bouncer like, how did y'all get a glow? Like, it don't matter. We got glow sticks. We let us down. When I tell you, bro, when we get to the bottom of this club, it's pitch dark. Black. Can't see not a thing, bro. These glow sticks, what they did was lit your eyes up. I give them a second. They lit your eyes up. All you seen was just like flowing up. I feel like I was in hell or something. Like it was wow. like a demonic feel. Like it was bad. I felt it. And I wasn't yeah. even in the church on the way. You know what I'm saying? And we found this little spot in the corner and we sat down and we had a little light. I'm like, there's something about when you find just a little light, you feel a little better than the light. So we heard gunshots going off upstairs, right? Everybody scrambling. I'm downstairs trying to hide behind the couch. Come to find out the dude that I'm talking to from college got shot by the dude that I was talking to 
before I went down the stairs. And when he said I was on my way home, and I didn't know he was talking about going back to God. So with, when when I got that revelation, when God was trying to tell me like these are this is not the place you need to be. Right. You know what I'm saying? Um, I had you talk to these two people for this reason. I wanted you to see that this is not where you needed to be. And there he says, then I ain't look back. You know what I'm saying? And that's when I that's when it led up to me going to the door. A couple of days later, rewrote my song. And bro, I got a thousand other testimonies too. But that was like one of the biggest ones for me. Like that touch. Man, that's deep. I can only imagine like you just trying to process everything. That seems like yeah. one of those moments when you get home, you be like, man, like that was close. Like that was a close yeah. call. Even if the bullets won't fly at you, you still think about how close you was to the people that was involved in the nice. moment. And just think about if that had popped off any earlier, you could have been in the crossfire. Could have been in the crossfire. And not even to mention, man, that the, it was a young lady there that got grazed in her face, like literally grazed in her face. You see the whole burn mark right there. She sat next to me in class that next morning. Wow. Man, that's an incredible, incredible testimony. So uh, from that moment, you say you went back and you rewrote some music and then, and then what happened from there, like with the music, did you, did you, first of all, did you want to take the music like full time? Like this is really nah. what you, your focus was. Nah, Explain so that to me. I didn't really know that was really my calling for real. I just did it because I knew my uncles was doing it and I knew that what I was doing wasn't right. You know what I'm saying? I started realizing like, man, I'm over here promoting violence. I'm over here trying to tell people to do this and do that. And really, I'm not even living a full lifestyle of what I'm talking. I may did some of the things, selling drugs, but talking about running around with the gag, trying to pop that, all that. I wasn't doing all that, bro. And um, and God told me one day, he said, man, your music is not, you wasn't, you're not even, you're not evil enough for this. this you're not even this guy that you think you is. Yeah. And, um, he made your heart. Yeah, he knew me. And I yeah. and I heard him and I felt that he said he said that to me one day. Like, you're not even evil enough for this. Like, yeah. Um, man, back to God telling you you ain't even like that for real. Yeah, like you ain't <laughs> I even made like you, that. I know. <laughs> like, you're not like that. Stop playing. And um and I'm like, he, he ain't lying, bro. Like, I ain't about to be trying to pull up on nobody. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That ain't that wasn't what I was on. I was just trying to talk about it because that's what was being talked about. And that was the way out. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, and, but when I started knowing that that was my calling though, man, it's, I was back and forth in the church, man. When I started coming back over, man, I was doing a little gospel rap here. Then I'll fall back a little bit. I'll go into church, leave church, go smoke a blunt. And then it, it just became the, when I, when I met my wife, man, and um, we got married, got kids. And like right there, it just was like, I do not want my kids to know what I went through. I mean, not yeah. don't know, don't want to know what I went through, but to live the way I lived, I don't want to show them that lifestyle. And I slow, God slowed me all the way down, like literally slowed me all the way down. I wasn't thinking about marriage, nothing, man. And out of nowhere, I hate, I found the wife, bro. And we've been going strong. That's a and, um, I had my daughter on my birthday. That was a blessing. That was another sign. Like he's like, I'm gonna keep blessing you now. He's like you, you hear me. And my son's birthday after right after Fourth of July, and 
I sat down, I talked to my pastor, I told him I wanted to get baptized. I wanted to be refreshed and renewed. And right there, that's when that's when I started doing music. And it kind of got, I was a baby in Christ, so it kind of got like, ain't nobody supporting, ain't nobody rocking with me, ain't nobody trying to hear me, or ain't nobody trying to pay me no attention. But God was telling me, like, this is me and you time. Don't worry about your supporters. Don't worry about who's rocking with you. As long as you're doing it for me, that's all that matters. And it took me a minute to learn that because I was in the world. You know, my that world mentality, I'm still like, and then it's like, but when he, once I started growing, reading his word, understanding what he was telling me, I started like, you know, hey, I'm just going to do it for you now. You know Great. what I'm saying? Like, Forget, forget everything else. You gonna touch the people that need to be touched with this music. Now, and, what was your, what was your friends like at this time? Like, were you the type of person that stayed to yourself? You ain't really rock with a lot of people, or were you the type of person that had a lot of friends that that you, or not even a lot of friends, just people that you know you rock with, um, that like family. I uh, like my best friend and all them, man. Um, at the time, they looked at her like. You know, like, all right, we'll see. You know yes. what I'm saying? But it was a lot of peer pressure going on, too. You know, I pull up, like, bro, I don't smoke no more. Man, hit the blunt. You know, I'm cool. <laughs> like, I had to do that a thousand times for him to really understand, like, bro, he ain't playing no more. Yeah. And then that's when they start clicking in. They're like, bro, I respect what you're doing. Keep doing what you're doing. Um, Don't. I even play around with him, like, if, I'm, if I see him or something, I'll be like, let me see that. Remember, ain't going somewhere. I'm like, yeah, y'all know what's up. Yeah. You know what so, like, I just test them too. Like, let them just to remind them, like, you know, see how you are as a friend, like, and you see how I live. So, I, you know, they, 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 they cool and man. They, they respect it, bro. Um, a couple of my friends, man, they getting their kids to start praying now and they, it's, it's following their line, man. You know when you when you really go all in, I know that's your uh one of your slogans you like to talk about. When you really go all in with this walk with Christ, man, it's one of those things where you can't even go back. Like yeah. once you are exposed to this to this lifestyle and understanding the ways of being righteous through Christ Jesus, it's like to go back to your past, it's like signing your death certificate. You know what I'm saying? Like man. that's what it looks like and that's how it feels. So with you knowing, uh, you know, the truth now, there's also a level of accountability and responsibility that comes with it. Oh, so yeah. like um, even the people that you're around, um, how how has the conversations changed with some of the old friends you used to have? Because I know um, a lot of people, when they sense that switch up, they'd be like, oh, you're going all religious on me now. Like, here yeah. come the church, boy. You know what I'm saying? Like, well, so how did I your dialogue change? I tell them I'm still who I am. It's just like the the inner me change. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sit here and judge you. I'm not gonna tell you this. You know I'm gonna say yo, this ain't right to me. But you got your own will in mind to do whatever you feel pleased to do. Uh, I'm not gonna judge nobody. I don't judge them. I don't. I just love them, bro. I just yeah. let the light. I let the light shine within me. Every time I come around, I want them to understand. Like. Like even right now, if I go around some of the some of my family, if they doing something wrong, they be like, "Yo, 
Yeah, yeah. I'd be like, y'all cut that out, man. <laughs> I'm just yeah. concerned. But I, I think the I think it's the respect thing that they starting to learn on me too, man. So and that's a good thing. That's a sign of showing a little bit of conviction to them. So that means like you doing something wrong if you can't do it in front of them. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. but I know one of the first things that people usually do to get noticed, they stop cussing around you or they apologize for cussing around you. They'll be like, hey, look, man, my bad, my bad. I ain't mean to do that. You'd be like, bro, you been cussing. Like, yeah, you doing cussing, bro. Like, but it's crazy because it's it's the reverse psychology, though. It's like, when I'd be like, get your butt over here, they'd be like, did you just say butt? (laughs) Like, stop all that crap. Like, bro, you say crap, bro. it's the yeah. first like it's messing them up because they like they used to hear me saying the mother word. Yeah. But I told them there's other words out there that you can use. That's you true. You don't have to be, you don't have to have this nasty mouth. Like you ain't gotta have a potty mouth. I had a potty mouth. You yeah. know, and that was one of the hardest things for me to overcome. So was was that and, and smoke. You know what I'm saying? And I told myself if I if I can control myself, then I'm able to help control somebody else. But if I can't control the things that I'm doing wrong, then what makes you think I can tell somebody else to do something? So, and that was one of the biggest things that stood on me. So I had to get myself together. And so, um, so what was one of the things you did to help you get through, like, you know, the smoking? Because that's a stronghold for a lot of people, man, especially the weed. So how did you really get through that when it came to, like, saying no more? Man. When I when I sat there that day, bro, I said no more. I said it with my heart. I said it with faith. I did it unto God, knowing if I did it again, I'm, I'm breaking a promise. First of all, I made a promise with God, man. Yeah. And when you make a promise with somebody, you ain't gonna want to break. Especially, man, especially God. to God, yeah. And <laughs> especially I'm to God. Myself. I challenged myself, and um, and so. When I, when I, man, it's kind of tough, bro. Like, I mean, I, it was a lot of temptation at the time when I was trying to quit, too, bro. Like, the day of, when I said this is my last one, I'm done, it was hard as heck to find a, a blood even smoke that day. And it was like, but the day that I quit was like everybody came to party. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And it was just like, this is the touch. What am I going to do? You know what I'm saying? But you got people around you like, bro, smoking ain't a sin. You can smoke, bro. It's all these attacks coming out. Of right when I said I'm done. Now it's smoking ain't a sin. Bro, you can smoke. God, man, we, he grew it from the ground. All this yeah. that. Right? But right. the Bible tells us to be sober-minded. And I had to think about that. And and when, when he say that, man, he's not even just talking about just weed and liquor. He's talking about depression and anxiety. Anything that's keeping your mind clouded off of him and not being in his presence. So, right. but but we speaking on the weed thing. So that's one thing that that kept me going was to be sober minded. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, we I used to smoke it because it kept peace to me. I was like chill. I was relaxed. I can call on God to have peace. I can call on God to be relaxed. Yeah. I don't need to call on weed over God. So it was. I had lights backwards. So when people say that smoking weed is a sin, it may not be, but you don't abuse the things that's of the land either. But the thing is, are you putting this before this? Are you going to weed for peace and joy and comfort, or are you going to God for peace, joy, and comfort? That's right. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. That's where we get back. That's where everything come back with that. 
And we got to realize that he's our centerpiece. And that's what I had to learn. He's the center of everything that we do. Even through this live, before we started, I had to tell God thanks. And before we moved on, because I wanted to give him thanks to be here. So right. everything that I do, I'm trying to go back to God first. See what I'm saying? So Absolutely. that helped that helped my walk out. Man, I just love your heart for God, bro, because like I hear the music, right? And, and people like you, let me say this. People like you are such a um a, a bright inspiration to um the people that's looking for that that alternative music where they feel like it's gonna benefit them and they don't feel like they're missing out on nothing. You get what I'm saying? Like there's a lot of people that they got a certain flavor. You know what I'm saying? They they love they they love what music they love. And so when they try to uh make this adjustment and uh really dedicate their lives to Christ, they wanna they wanna get rid of everything that was old and um, you know, switch it up and make everything new. And so having people like you who are able to make songs that are relatable to people and also give them that give them that um that vibe they used to, you know, that's a big deal. Now, there's been a lot of talk, I'm quite sure you know about it, uh, with the whole like uh, you know, uh hip hop, Christian hip hop being demonic and all these different things. You know, I know a lot of people personally that's in this game. And I know their hearts for God genuine. People don't really see after the shows when everybody's like really praising and worshiping God and you know, people are rededicating their lives to Christ and people for the first time giving their lives to Christ. For you, you know, from your perspective, what words would you have to that religious person out there that won't even give Christian hip hop a try? Right. It's, you got to give it a chance. You got to listen to it before you can even say you don't like the song. You know what I'm saying? Um, that's like somebody that's trying to get me to listen to a new genre that we don't even really know about. And it's like, I'm like, send it to me. Let me hear it. Right. What is it pertaining to? That way I can know what it is. I can't just sit here and say, I hate Christian rap. You know what I'm saying? If I'm not, first of all, somebody, I feel personally, if somebody's saying they hate Christian rap is because they must've heard it before and they just must don't believe in God all the way. Right. You know, because God, you can use God. God can be glorified through a lot of things. You know what I'm saying? The message is always stay the same, but the method can come different. You right. know, rather if I'm singing, if I'm rapping, or if I'm out on the basketball court, that he can delay a message no any type of way, however he wanted to delay the message. He said a rock would cry out. Facts. If you don't praise my name. So if a rock can praise God, then it, it don't matter what we doing, you can still praise God through whatever it is in your lifestyle. If it's through books, um, cooking, you can name your food out, out from the Bible thing. You know, you never, you just don't, you know what I'm saying? I have to feel like personally, man, people just want you to feel like me and my bro had to talk about this, man. Um, they maybe it'd be more of the older people that dislike Christian hip hop too. They still stuck in that old, um, praise and worship. Traditional. Yeah, the traditionals. But that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. I love praise and worship, bro. Like I tear up to praise and worship music all the time. Right. I tear up to rap music. I mean, if it touches me, it touches me. And I tell those people that don't like Christian hip hop, man, like find somebody that you like. Everybody is different. I know some people may not like my style, but hey, you got Karen alike. He got a different style than me. You got 
Um, who else we got? Who we got? We got we got we got Caleb Gordon. We got Caleb Gordon. We got Salt of the Earth. We got all these different types of artists. Right. Chris, he R and B. If you don't like that, this R and B already. We got a whole bunch of different type of style. Like you don't have to just limit because you hear turn up. Like some people out there want to hear turn up Christian rap, and some people out there just want to hear the smooth Christian rap. I mean, for me, what they're doing is that first of all, they're not doing righteous judgment because they're judging based on the outward appearance. They're not even looking at the fruit. You know what I'm saying? The way we were called to be. Um, to judge others. And mm-hmm. if you're only looking at the outward appearance, you're going to get stuck on it. You're going to get stuck mm-hmm. on what these reels show on Instagram. You can get stuck on all these images you may see on these social media platforms. And that's not righteous judgment. And right. whenever I hear somebody talk about Christian hip hop, I can tell immediately if they're judging it based on appearances. It's right. obvious. Especially right. when you can't tell me one lyric to a song. Like, bro, you can't tell me one lyric to a song and you calling that demonic? Yeah. Like, come on, that's that's crazy. Yeah. You haven't heard one lyric when he in here talking about the Holy Spirit, Jesus yeah. Christ all throughout the song, but you calling that demonic. That's yeah. wild to me. You hear Jesus more more than I, I know I say Jesus a lot in my music. Uh right. he gotta go in there every song. They're like, bro, you ain't gotta put Jesus in everything. Yeah, I do. Yeah. I'm different. I put Jesus in everything I do. You know what I'm saying? If it ain't for you, it ain't for you. Okay. So steep, man, because yeah, a lot man. of people really do need to get a grasp of that, man. We can't be judging people by the outward appearance. We got to look at their heart for God, man. Um, I know so many people in this uh, Christian hip-hop space that, man, off camera, they the same way, bro. You know what I'm saying? This ain't no act. These people yeah. really love God, man. And um, you know, I expressed to a brother of mine recently uh, that maybe when we do these like concerts or these festivals or whatever that's Christian hip hop, we should expose more of the worship that's happening at the events as well because they are happening. I mean, it's happening there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but unfortunately, we live in a world where people got short attention spans. You already know how that is. People want to mm-hmm. see 10, 15 seconds max. Right. They want to get the, the most hype out of that 10 to 15 seconds. Right. Um, so I, I think there, there has to be a way we can translate that as well to the other people to let them know what we really about. Um, that's something that's a conversation that I'm definitely thinking about as far as the future with a lot of things that we do. But then again, you know, one of the biggest things people forget, we're not doing this for the church. <laughs> right. We're doing it's it for the lost souls. For the lost souls, right. That, yeah, so that's also part of the equation. Yeah, I don't do I don't do new. I got church. I got a couple songs for the churches, but I do a lot of my music. My audience is trapped straight out the hood. Like that's where I came from. You know what I'm saying? Um, I bring my music right back to them. Like came right. from there. Now this is I'm telling y'all what I'm doing now, but it's just trap sound. And um, man, it's definitely man. That's why I don't get that, bro. Oh yeah, man. How people just how people can look at a Christian hip hop artist, man, and just say that it's demonic. Man, I get it all the time, bro. Because I wear a chain that say CJ on. So how does that make you feel? How does that make you feel when you hear it? Because some people both they gonna be out there with the loudspeakers and everything. Sometimes I grew I grew past. Yeah, 
I grew fast because I know what I know who I am. I know what I what I'm who I'm doing it for. Right. That's a distraction. I move past that. You know what I'm saying? When I see them comments, bro, I just keep going. Yeah. That's it's that's not good, gonna, it's not gonna stop me, man. You know what I'm saying? I didn't hurt worse than that, man. My son, uh my son, I be I just starting, I'm just now starting to post my son on my pages and he like my yellow tape song. And he liked the body bag part. And the last, not the last post I just made, but the post before I had made a post and somebody said, that's fine. Yeah. All right, hold on. So somebody has said, um, this is this bratty kid. This is the bratty kid that's preaching like a nigga that don't know his mom. No, that disrespects his mom and never, and never knew his daddy. You know what I'm saying? So them the type of stuff. That's the type of stuff I've been getting lately. You yeah, know, like, that's wild. I'm getting attacked. Forget that's the wild. Forget what they talk about now. Like these are like literally like you coming after my son. Like hold on. Yeah, like, this is a four year old boy with another name. The name of Jesus. I rebuke everything that you said over my son. You know what I'm saying? That's it's a name of Jesus, like for real. Yeah. So these are the things that I'm getting. I'm starting to get stuff like that or like the body bag song. People taking my song and reposting it like I get 110,000 body bags now and put you in a body bag. Hashtag body bag. Like I'm getting stuff like that. That's you know what I'm saying? So it's like I, I grew past them other little stages, man. And it's like once you get past them, it's like we got to get it somehow, some other way. And it's something stronger. But yeah. Lord got us... We know we stand strong in faith, man. And as long as we continue to have faith and we got Jesus, we're greater is he that's in us. But he heals on the world. He was in the world, so overcome yeah. God. You know what's important uh, for me, man, is like I don't want to be famous. I don't want none of that because I know there's a lot that comes with it. I know a lot of people that, uh, let's just say, got a huge following and what they have to personally deal with when it comes to their family. You know, people yeah. forget that you got a family. Like yeah. you, you might be throwing shots at, at you know me all day long, and I may I may know how to handle that. But what about my son when they go to school, and now all of a sudden these rumors are are passing on to them, and now they right. come home crying. You know right. what I'm saying? Like that's the reality. A lot of people don't understand because right. it's social media. You know, they get in the comment sections, they act like it's not real people at the other end of these phones. And um, and it's a sad thing because social media has really trashed the minds of a lot of people. Right. You know, there's people that literally get on comment sections just to vent and blow off steam. Yeah. Like, I'm mad today. Let me see who I can uh, get a reaction on it. And and they're commenting on your post the most craziest thing. And then now we at the place where, you know, we just got to pray for them and and don't even respond. You know what I'm saying? But every now and then, that one slip through, you be like, hold on. It makes you want to write, like, hold on, I can't say that. And That's then, like, like have you ever done this? You reply, and then you realize you just started a whole conversation. You didn't even realize, like, I, I wish I didn't reply because yep. now that whole thread just went crazy. Yep. Uh, that happens, bro. That really does. Uh, what would you say is one of the, the testimonies that touched your heart the most? Uh, from maybe one of your uh, people that listen to your music that came up to you and was like, bro, I, I appreciate this song. Like, I know you got to have at least that one where 
it really gave you that why, like why I'm doing this kind of uh, uh, reality check. Man, I used to screenshot a lot of messages, bro. Man, I didn't seen a lot. You know what? I'm going to keep it in the family, bro. My dad, man. That's the biggest testimony I didn't heard, bro. What was Ooh. it about that one that really stuck out to you? I had an album release party and I'm, I'm emotional. You know what I'm saying? Oh. I told him to come to the stage or whatnot and um, we're going to pray over his life. But before the album release party, me and my brothers fasted. We fasted, we prayed and oh. Um, my dad had seizures, you know what I'm saying, for years. Talking about when I was in middle school, elementary. And he prayed over his life, bro. He'd been seizure-free for two years, dog. And, wow. um, Lord of God. And, man, we was at a restaurant not too long ago. Me and Reese Lachey, shot holy water dripper. Um, we all went out to the restaurant. And my dad stand up in front of the whole restaurant and said, I just want to thank my son and God. Because without my without God, my son wouldn't have been able to do what he did for me. And that was the prayer of him and salt to pray over my life. And he told the whole restaurant, I'm seizure free. Everybody clapped for him, bro. And it was just like, man, that was the best to me. Man, that, wow. that felt so personal because I was tired of seeing him fighting. All them times when I was younger, trying to make sure he ain't hitting his head, putting spoons in his mouth, just all types of stuff, man. I'm just happy to see my dad free, man. Man. And ever since then, he's been at all my shows, all my concerts, front row and center, lifting his hands up, glorifying. You know, he wasn't doing that at first, man. So that's amazing how God can really use you as a vessel to even touch people that's even older than us. You know what I'm saying? To be an impact in um, so many people's lives. And when it's that close to home and that's family, I understand how that can really touch your heart, man, because that's that's family. That's your that's yeah. your dad, you know what I'm saying? And yeah. at the end of the day, to see him look at you and be proud of you in that moment, there's so many people that wish they had an opportunity and don't and don't have it. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Um, so that's definitely something to be uh, thankful for, and I could definitely understand that. I would say uh, for me with the podcast, it was somebody that was about to commit suicide. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think I was interviewing Holy Gabbana up here. And we had a long, like, two-hour conversation, bro. We was going there. And um, somebody DM me afterwards, like, man, I was about to end my life, bro. You just got no idea. That conversation just gave me hope. And right then in that moment, that's when I was like, yeah, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Because there's moments like that that you can't take back. You can't redo because it's that timing, bro. It's all in God's time. And the Holy Spirit know exactly what he's up to. The Holy mm-hmm. Spirit know exactly what needs to be said in the moment things need to be spoken about. Um, and I think that's so important. 
that we all recognize the Holy Spirit in everything we do in our life, bro. Because yeah. that's 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 how we know what to do next. Yeah, that's that's right. that's who that's the coach that's giving out the plays and the game plan for our lives. So we gotta be tapped into the Holy Spirit and everything we're doing. Um, I think that's that's crucial. That's, that's everything, man. Um, for you, can you explain a moment where the Holy Spirit revealed Himself to you in a way that was unique? Like He never pulled up on you like this before. Maybe your first encounter with the Holy Spirit. But go ahead and share that moment with us, man, because I know there's a lot of people that are um, maybe curious, maybe not even believers yet, and they hear this, and they like, what is this Holy Spirit these people talking about? So yeah. go ahead and, um, and let us know what was your encounter like. Man, my encounter, bro, um, where, let's see, where all this, I had so many encounters with God. Yeah. I feel I feel like my encounter with God, man, it's it's like a it's like a it's like a weight that just let off, like just let off of me. It's like like when I get out of prayer, man, I can feel the whole room change. Like I can I just feel like, man, I'm in my liver. Like I just start asking myself, like, am I in my liver? Like I can really feel a difference in my place. Yeah. Or just wherever I'm at. And, I get I get the bumps, I get the goosebumps bad, man. I can't talk. Like, so man, when I got married, that was probably the probably the best encounter I ever had, cause we was doing our vows and they asked the question, you know, we gotta answer the questions. I do, I do, I do. And it came down that, you know, you gonna have faith in your wife, right? Are you gonna yeah. be faithful to your wife? And I said, I just got stuck. I don't know why I got stuck at this part. Yeah, that ain't the part you want to get stuck at. Everybody yeah, like, looking. <laughs> I'm like, why am I stuck? Like, they like, what? Said, Is he all right? When I tell you, it felt like my whole throat did this. Like, and I just felt this. I felt God come upon my life, literally. And I just instantly, I bawled. I bawled out. He was just crying right there. And I wasn't crying as in like sad. I was just in so much joy because I, I seen my wife, bro. Like I was looking at her in her eyes and I knew that the Lord gave it to, gave her to me. I, I finished it off. We're going to get to that part. I did say, yes, I'm going to be faithful. <laughs> but I it was just, I seen the beauty into my wife. Man, I seen the Holy Spirit, bro. I don't yes. know what it was. It was I know what it was. It was the Holy Spirit that I seen when I just looked there, and I was saying these vows. I seen God like I just seen it, and I got stuck. Yeah. Couldn't say nothing. Everybody crying in the audience. Don't realize I'm, my mind. I'm trying to tell them like I'm happy, but I can't. I was just like stuck for like literally, yeah. bro, three to five minutes, not wow. playing. It was, I was stuck. And then I came out of it and I told him, like, man, I'm just happy. You know what I'm saying? I'm in joy right now. And said the vows. And yeah, that was like probably the best encounter I had. I ain't never been stuck like that. Like not able to talk. I couldn't talk, couldn't say a word. Yeah, that's what's up, man. I remember um I I was sharing one moment I had was I was actually by myself 
And I just had a moment where I was just praying. And then all of a sudden I was just filled with laughter, bro. Like, like yeah. joy. I, I was speaking with joy and I couldn't stop laughing. And I really felt like, like the Holy Spirit was hugging me and he was laughing with me. And I was, I had a moment. I was like, what the heck am I laughing at? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't even know what I was laughing at. But I was just laughing and it was just really this joy. It was like a, a, a boost. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like you go through these uh, rough patches in your life where it's like you just have another challenge after another challenge after another challenge. And that's kind of how I felt. And I knew God knew I needed that joy in that moment in my life. So when they, when he pulled up on me, I just started laughing and I couldn't stop. It, it was so amazing, bro, because um, it, it was like 15 minutes. I felt like I was laughing for it. And then it got serious. It was like I could sense the room change. It was like it was this moment after this laughter where it was like um, I felt the Holy Spirit become real serious. And, and he was letting me know about the time is short and that Jesus is coming back soon. And how he doesn't want anybody to perish. And there's a lot of people that's lost out here. It was like, it wasn't, it wasn't a waste of time at all. I needed that laughter, but at the same time, I recognized the sense of urgency that Jesus really has. Well, all this mm -hmm. stuff that's happening, bro, is, is demonic in this world right now. There's a great delusion that's in the world right now because of people literally rejecting the truth. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Literally hardening their hearts towards God. And so the Bible even tells us that God is going to send them a great delusion. Yeah. And that's why this world is acting like this. Love is right. You up is down, down is up. Nothing makes yeah. sense anymore. You know, yeah. people identifying as cats and dogs. I mean, like nothing seems normal anymore. And yeah. that's because everyone is stuck under this great delusion. And so the people that are following Christ, all the people that's walking around having to be that light of Christ to the world because so many people are stuck in darkness. You know, when you in a dark room, like you was when you was in the club downstairs, you don't know where you going for real. You don't. For you, real. You out there like you trying to find your way. Yeah. And then yeah. you find the closest thing to light. To light. And that's who we are. We're representatives of Christ. We're ambassadors to Christ to the world we can't hide our light you know what i'm saying no matter what what we do because the world is that dark mm -hmm. you know you can find a flashlight when it's pitch black at night you can see it it's like okay mm -hmm. it ain't even got to be the brightest light but you can still see it because it's that dark and i feel like this world is extremely dark right now mm -hmm. and we just have to continue to be the light of christ to the world um what advice do you give to people that are having to share this light of Christ with unbelievers? Like, what are some of the things you find that you end up doing when you approach an unbeliever? I just tell them, man, um, they, if they don't understand or don't know, they don't know who Christ is, I don't really feed them a lot. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't shove scripture down them or anything like that. I just let the Holy Spirit lead me in the way he wanted me to do at that present time. You know, right. rather just hug them, love them, pray for them, might throw a scripture or just show my light around them every time that I see them. Um, but I always encourage them, though, to 
to remember that you are destined to win, you know, um, that you have a purpose in your life. You know, you ain't got to you ain't got to stop or be ashamed of what you're doing. Keep going. I always encourage them to keep going. Um, I also tell them to 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 pray. You know, do you pray? No. Well, start praying a little bit more. So yeah. um, really quick before I let you go, man. I know you you got a lot going on right now. But I appreciate I you for being here. I do, man. I'm still trying to be a father <laughs> and, a, and a brother. You know what I'm saying? Hey, but I'm there with you. I get it. So, uh, as far as like your goals right now, what do you feel like God is calling you to do in this season of your life right now, man? Continue to reach the nations. Absolutely. It's already spoken in me. Reach the nations. Grandma told me. Man, uh, she she preached it, man. Uh, out of 18 grandkids, one of them gonna rise and reach the nation. And when I say when she spoke out her mouth, it came. So, and grandma told me that she had something special that was about to happen to her at the age of 50. She passed away at 50. She already knew. So when once 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 that was said, man, I know God told me. Once her praise and worship leader seen me two years ago, he said that you're going to reach tonight. Amen. I stand in agreement with you, my brother. And that's, and that's the goal. And, and the glory goes back to God. 100%. And you had brought up earlier about famous, right? It's hard to stop that. Because what God got for you, it's hard. You can't stop the move that he has for you. So if you become famous in the CHH community, that's just something God had for you. He knew you was equipped for that. Like right. literally eight, I say like six months ago, bro, I only had 5,000 followers and I haven't bought nothing. I just all organic God. I'm at 90,000 just out of nowhere. It just happens like that. You know, yeah. and you can't do nothing really about that unless you just shut your own stuff down and say, I'm done, you know, but we prepare you be prepared. Legend, you never know, bro. King, never know. Your stuff going to skyrocket in the name of Jesus. You know what I'm saying? And not Amen. just because you want to have it. It's because God is honoring you that because he knows that you he can trust you with the people that he's going to put around you. And right. that's the and that's the difference, you know. So I don't want to be famous neither, bro. Bro, I'm telling you, man. Like South Carolina this weekend, I'm like, yo. I just came from Atlanta. Now I'm about to fly this out. Like, where are all these strings coming from? You about to reach the nation, son. Yo, get ready, man. Get so, ready. Yeah, I, I definitely understand that. Right now, um, in this season of my life, he got me going out sharing my testimony with people, different states and revivals and all of that. And so I definitely understand the whole getting ready season, man, because the time is now, bro. Yeah, the time is definitely now because, like I said to a lot of people yesterday, I said tomorrow not promise. Tomorrow, tomorrow is not promise. God is ready. You know my slogan. I said to myself when I was in the world coming to Christ. I said I used to tell myself this every day. I said yesterday was yesterday. Tomorrow is never promised. Today is the day you walk in faith and the word you gonna follow. Facts. I can tell myself that every day. That's real. Coming to Christ. I said, I found me a little slogan and I'm going to say it to keep myself motivated. I'm still That's great. That's real, man. I know uh, when I was on a ventilator, bro, I made a promise to God and I said, 
I'm not going to be ashamed of the gospel. I said, give me another chance. I promise I ain't going to be ashamed of the gospel. He gave me another chance. And, you know, when I first started this platform, I was, it's crazy. You can go through the most, man. God can bring you through stuff and then you still do wrong. You know what I'm saying? Like, so that was kind of how my story was with this. I started this thing off. It was secular. I was interviewing. Not, not, not say I was up here talking crazy. I had the right intentions, but I was going about it the wrong way. So it was more like I had celebrities up here sharing, you know, their blueprint to their success and, you know, how they got to where they at. You know, I had Fat Joe up here, Michael Blackson, Lunell. I mean, the list yeah. goes on and on of the people I had up here until one day God dealt with my heart. They had to let me know, like, what are you doing? Like, yeah. you, this is not what I, what I got you through that whole situation for you to do. You know, I called you for a bigger purpose with your life. Yeah. And so when I recognized that, and I recognized how serious God is, mm. I was like, oh, he ain't playing. You ever had that moment? You yeah. ever had a moment where you just like, uh, I ain't even going to try God in that way. No he way. He checked you. Check you real quick on that. Yeah, he checked me, bro. And so I was like, understood. Like, he ain't got to tell me no more. Understood. Um, and, and that's literally how the podcast shifted to become what it is now. Um, and the whole Christian hip hop thing, that was just the direction of the podcast ended up going on its own, bro. And I literally just allowed God to just, hey, this is your platform. This ain't mine. But have your way with it, you know? But, but and I, I had to get to the point where I told God, I said, look, even if you don't want me to do this no more, I'll stop. I'll stop. I had, I had to get my heart there. Yeah. Because it, it was still, like, personal to me. Like, this is this is what I want to do. But I had to, I had to check my heart and really focus on the will of God. And when I really put my will to the side, bro, and I threw it away, I only focus on God's will. That's why he started to open doors in my life. Yeah. So I think that's something important for a lot of people to grasp because we live this life trying to do what we want to do. And we try to include God in our plans when the whole time he created you on purpose with a purpose. You were already designed to carry out God's will. And that's where we mess up. Yep. We forget that he created us to do his will on the earth. Right. Right. So we ended up being so focused on doing what we want to do. We mm-hmm. we try to include him in what we want to do. And that's not how it works. Yep. You know, um, right. when when we get to heaven, we want Jesus to say, well done, my good and faithful servant. Service. Right. That means we need to be doing his will. Well. What is his what servants do? Yeah, so we need to really seek God's will, um, and and what He wants us to do as a vessel for Christ. You know, and I think once you align yourself up with that, that's why the Bible says, "Seek first the kingdom of heaven, and all these things will will uh, be added unto you." You have to seek God's will first for your life. That's the key. That's the key. That's the key. Seek His will. And key. I think that's where I really had to had that mindset change <laughs> really my mind in that area. Um, because now it's more purposeful. It's mm-hmm. not even about me no more. Nah, it ain't. It's about these souls, bro. Facts. It ain't about me. If I yeah. die right now, a- a- in this moment, I- I'm gonna feel like, okay, I'm doing the will of God right now in my life. Right. I'm good. Right if, if if I die right now in this moment, I could die doing God's will and be okay with that. You know what right. I'm saying? What right. I don't want to do is get caught up slipping 
doing yeah. what I want to do and yeah. die in that state. Come on. You know, you got you to gotta continue to do the next right thing, no matter what you're doing. Right. You always do the next right thing. Make sure your next step is the right thing, bro. Facts. And uh, yeah, and this yeah. is just something for people to think about, too, man. Like, uh, we kind of forget that you got Judgment Day, and then you got something where Jesus is going to be handing out rewards and giving them out to people according to their works, right? I think some people get stuck up on this. It's not a works-based salvation that they kind of disregard the importance of works because the Bible clearly says faith without works is dead. Mm -hmm. So it's not saying that your salvation is based on your works, but there is a reward in heaven for your works. Mm -hmm. So when the Bible is talking about storing up your treasure in heaven, mm -hmm. how do we store up treasure in heaven? Like that's what we do for the kingdom of God here on earth. Right. So right. in order to store up treasure, you got to get busy. You feel me? Yeah, you get that's busy. the only way to do it. You got to get busy. Work. Put in that work. So I've been encouraging everybody, man, uh, recently, you know, uh, that's what, that's, that's what matters. When yeah. we die, we can't take nothing with us, bro. Can't nothing. Take nothing with us. But what you can take with you is what you did for the kingdom of heaven. Yeah. What you can take with you, it's what you did to bring glory to God. That's yeah. going to follow you right through. Yeah. So I think that's important for us to um, also recognize while we're here on earth doing God's will. None of it is in vain, bro. Yeah. None of it. There's nothing you can do for the kingdom of God that he don't know you did for the kingdom. Right. And so as long as our heart is set on him, and we acknowledge him in all our ways, man. We're going to be straight. He's going to direct our paths. Um, any last words you want to get to the people? Uh, the sizing projects you got coming up. When's the, al the album coming? Like, let I us know. What's, what's going on with the view the album? I dropped the album last year. Um, still working on putting some loot together. Uh, my single just dropped. Yellow tape just dropped. Y'all got to go check that out. That song. Keep it fire. Well, that song go crazy. Church going crazy out right now. Um, Holy Water Dripping going crazy with the remix with the Reese Shea on there. So I got a lot of a lot of stuff that I'm thinking about putting together for an album with these songs on there. So I gave y'all the single. So all the other music y'all probably won't get to hear about the game enough out. Um, so I don't know. Probably mid, probably uh, early next year I'll release an album. Okay, okay. Ain't not wrong with that, man. So everybody is definitely looking forward to it. That's for sure, bro. Um, I do appreciate your time today, bro. Thank you so much for coming through. It was an honor to have you here. Uh, yeah, for sure. Appreciate you, bro. All right. God bless you. God bless you, too.